everyone, and welcome to Early Childhood Chatter with Dr. Shipley and Dr. Hield. We will upload a new episode every other week on Wednesdays. Twice a month, we come to you with a 10-minute professional development that you can quickly listen to for new ideas to try. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for future notifications about upcoming episodes. Today, we have with us Nick Young, and we are so excited that he's joining us today as our special guest. Nick is an early childhood music educator with over 30 years of experience leading music group in classrooms, leading teacher training and workshops, performing interactive kids' music concerts, and creating multimedia, interactive music, and movement curriculum for ECE teachers and parents. And we cannot wait to hear more about this. He also runs his own mobile preschool, music school, and online curriculum membership. Nick, we are so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you, Dr. Shipley, Dr. Hells. I've been looking forward to speaking with you. So, Nick, you and I have talked back and forth, and I'm super excited to get to chat a little bit with our listeners. Um, We know that music is being taken out of school more and more. So we wanted to get to know what we can do as teachers to put music back into our classrooms and daily schedules. Give us some activities that work well to enhance the children's development. Well, I think it's something, I'm so excited to be talking about this. Um, It's something that any teacher can do. And we're talking about early childhood classrooms. Uh, uh, So it's something that you're looking for the right kind of um, interactive music. What we want to do is we want to make it interactive um, and you want to, something that's going to be engaging for the children uh, that also is going to have a lot of other developmental benefits that, um, that just kind of come along with it. But it's, it's something that for teachers, uh, I know most classrooms use music in some capacity, uh, usually on a daily basis. But um, I think what's important for teachers to kind of see as a goal is to make it intentional. It still should be uh, you know, intuitive and easy and fun. But um, when you're selecting the material that you're going to be using with your students uh, and when you're kind of planning your daily activities and integrating it with your curriculum, uh, it's good to have some some knowledge and intentionality behind it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about some ideas and activities that um, when I'm, <clears throat> when I create music for my classes, the main thing is that it's interactive. So songs where the children are jumping like a frog, flying like a bird, riding on a train, uh, hopping on one foot, tapping their foot, moving their bodies, uh, expressing themselves creatively through physicality and with their voices, um, playing musical instruments like shakers and drums and scrapers and triangles and bells, uh, learning how to read and play music notes in a fun kind of gamified way. Um, all those things are are just perfect for for um, early childhood classrooms. Nick, I have to tell you that music and movement. I was a cheerleader and in show choir, so it was one of my favorite things. I had music going in my classroom all day and did just that. We moved, we sang, we danced, we jumped, and it was. I I still have students tell me that they they remember songs that we did. So that makes me excited. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I hear from, sometimes I hear from former students years later and they talk about how much they enjoyed the music time. And, you know, the fact that they remember that from early childhood is, is pretty neat. 
And, and I think that leads to the diverse perspectives of Dr. Shipley and I. While I love music and appreciate music, I am very apprehensive as an educator to engage in some of these activities simply because I don't have the knowledge. In my mind, I'm on tour. You know, in my mind, I'm in show choir and I, I am on tour. But I'm a little more apprehensive to bring it to my classroom. And I would imagine we have both ends of the um the pendulum in our audience. So can you just speak to how teachers and parents, we don't need to be musicians in order to lead engaging and effective music time activities. Absolutely. I think that's a common uh, feeling that a lot of teachers have. I think while, while most teachers, as I said, do use music uh, some in some ways in their classroom, like they'll have a certain song playing for maybe for transition times or um, they'll put on music to dance to which is fantastic and that's a really good start. Uh, but as I said, it's good to have sort of some intentionality behind it. And I think that's where teachers start to feel like, well, I'm not a musician, so mm -hmm. I'm not really qualified to lead a music group. Um, but the fact is you don't have to be a musician. And uh, in fact, w when I create music for preschool classrooms and if I'm teaching myself, I'm playing the guitar and singing which means my body is not as available as a teacher would be if they were using recorded music. So uh, one of the roles that teachers have in the classroom is to model the movements that are go along with the different songs and activities. If I'm playing the guitar, then I don't ha I have a limited ability to be modeling the movements, but a teacher who's just moving along with their students to recorded music, they can move their arms, their legs and their bodies and do all the different things that the, that the students are gonna be doing. So um, I think, you know, for someone who's feeling uh, reluctant or apprehensive, uh, another thing that teachers will say is, well, I'm not a good singer. Mm -hmm. My voice doesn't sound good. And I always tell them, the children do not care if you're like some kind of great singer. It's just that you're singing. And, um, you know, teach just one of the greatest gifts that we can give to our students is to bring music into their lives and make them feel like music and singing is something that people do naturally and that it's something that they're gonna take on into their lives. Because if they go every day to a classroom where there's no music or singing going on, then they're gonna just assume, well, that's just not something that, that normal people do. It's something you listen to on the radio, but, but I'm not gonna sing because I, 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 don't see other, I don't see adults singing. Mm -hmm. But when you're singing, whether your voice is great or not that great, it doesn't matter then the teachers get that message that um, singing is something that people just do naturally, and they're gonna be more inclined to have that as a part of their life, which is, I think one of the greatest gifts that we can give to children is, is to uh, the idea and the feeling about music that it's something that, that they wanna have as a part of their lives moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I agree with that. And I have to tell you, I've been in classrooms lately where teachers will just put somebody else singing and dancing up on a smart board, but your kids want you doing it with them. You need to stand up and dance and sing with them. They want you to be involved and, um, and they remember that and they, and they love it. And they don't care if you can dance good or sing good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not that great of a singer. And so, but I sure belted those songs out. <laughs> so next question is, will integrating music and movement activities into daily curriculum, does that add extra burden on a teacher? I mean, 
we know that teachers, their mental wellness right now, they're, they're overburdened, they're overwhelmed. And maybe that's why sometimes they take that little break and add somebody else doing the singing and dancing. But how can we tell teachers that this is just part of their daily? How can we not make this a burden for them? Well, that's a really good question. I, I, I think a lot of teachers, teachers have a lot uh, on their plate. They've got a very big full inbox uh, of things that they need to do, whether it's, you know, um, observing their students and measuring their development over time, filling out paperwork, uh, you know, making sure that their classroom is running uh, well, all the different, I mean, being a preschool teacher is like one of the most intense jobs you can have. I did it myself <laughs> yes. for five years. Um, so um, a lot of times they'll be like, well, this is so great. I'll, I'll have teachers come to my workshops and they'll and I'll give them all these this fun stuff, and they'll, but then I get, I get the feeling that only a small percentage of them are actually going to follow through and integrate this into their um, their actual curriculum that they use on a daily basis, because they just feel like I just it's something I'm going to get to when I get around to it, which is probably never because you know there's just so much else that they're responsible for, but I think if they have a different attitude about it, that music should be fun, intuitive, and easy for everybody involved. It's just something that we do naturally as human beings. It's part of, of being a human is, is music. because We know this because when I go into the infant classroom and I'm playing, playing my guitar and singing and I'm playing a nice rhythmic song, I see the little infants start to move and bounce around to the music. This is before they even have language abilities or anything. So we know it's innate and it's something that's just a part of who we are as human beings. And that's how we should approach it. It should be something that's just natural it's just like, you know, whatever we're doing in our day, we're singing, we're, we're moving. And um, it, it's something that, that shouldn't be something that's adding to the burden or the responsibilities of the teacher, but it actually makes their lives as teachers easier and, and it makes their day go smoother and uh, helps them in different ways, like I mentioned before, in transitions from different, different activities throughout the day. Music can be something that cues the children and kind of gets them prepared to go from inside to outside or different transitional uh, parts of their day. And if they just, you know, it also, it applies to so many different aspects of, of, of the classroom uh, curriculum. So music is a very powerful tool for developing language and cognitive abilities and all these other things like gross and fine motor skills and, and, uh, I could just go on and on and on. The list is endless of different ways, social and emotional abilities and academic performance. All those things are positively impacted by being involved in interactive music and movement, which is really a kind of, it's a different level. If we're just talking about music, there's another level that we like to go to, which is interactive music and movement, which involves not just passive listening, but being involved in, act, in an interactive way. And like you said about teachers who just want to put music on and then go take care of other things that they have to do, that to me is not really taking full advantage of the, of the developmental educational opportunity that's there. Um, we want the teachers to be involved, just as involved as the, as the children are. And I'm not saying they have to crawl on the ground like a spider, but they can tap their foot, wiggle their shoulders, move their bodies, and they're showing the children through their body language, their facial expression, their vocal inflection, that they're engaged and excited about what they're presenting. 
and that really helps the children to get engaged and and be a part of the music time. Yeah, that really, you answered my question. I was going to ask you if there were certain criteria to really kind of uphold the philosophy of not in addition to, but just, you know, supplementing in alignment with what we're doing, because there are so many areas in social, emotional and cognitive and language and gross motor and physical wellness and school readiness that all are, could, can be positively correlated with academic achievement, which obviously is on our minds as educators, but you just, you really address that through that engagement and that, um, you know, the fact that you're making mindful movements into the curriculum and mindful additions with your activities. I just think that's so, so important. Um, Nick, as we end uh, the podcast, we leave our listeners with some takeaways. Do you have something that you want, three takeaways that you want to listen, uh, leave with our listeners? Yes, thank you so much. And what a pleasure to be with you guys today. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, every classroom can benefit from bringing more music in. And it's just like we were saying before, it's something that connects with every aspect of the preschool classroom and the preschool curriculum. So um, why not take advantage of this incredibly powerful tool for helping children to develop in so many important ways as they're you know, getting ready for kindergarten. So, you know, their language development is, is it's, I think, you know, music and movement, uh, it just accelerates language development in such a powerful way and phonemic awareness and, um, you know, cognitive ability. Just keep in mind, even though this is something that the children are attracted to that's fun and it kind of feels like, it doesn't feel like work. You know, and I, I think a lot of times we might think, well, if it's not hard to do, then it's not really doing anything important. And that's just not the case with music and movement. Uh, it's, it's something that, that is fun and easy, but it's also is having uh, or just a cascading effect on all these different levels of, of children's development. And not only that, but it's so important for creating a positive environment in the classroom uh, you know, sometimes uh, when we have challenging uh, class, like groups of children or certain children that have challenging classroom behaviors, teachers get tired, they get worn out, they start to, you know, try to be more controlling of their classroom. And sometimes that can, uh, it can start to kind of create a, a, a tension in the classroom and the negative affect in the classroom. But music can come in and, and just make the classroom feel fun and engaging and it, develops the sense of community that gives uh, children an opportunity to connect with their peers, cooperate in creative ways. It gives uh, teachers a, a chance to connect with their students uh, in, in positive ways. And uh, all those things are so vital and important. And uh, I think this is just something we don't want to miss out on. It's something we should make a priority. And, uh, and I just am so, I just want to spread the word to all the teachers out there that that, uh, you know, always err on the side of more music in your classroom. <laughs> and Nick, you and I could talk about this all day because it was one of my favorite things to do in my classroom. And every time I see a small child who's just started pre-K or kindergarten, I'm like, do you sing and dance in your classroom? And sometimes they're like, yeah. And then other times they look at me like they've never heard of that. And that makes me so sad because mm. I know what it's done for my students. I knew what it did for me when I was younger. So as we leave, can you um, tell our um, listeners about one thing you want to challenge them with? 
Oh, what a great question. Um, I want to challenge them to sing more in their classroom. Uh, I want to challenge them to get a collection of hand percussion instruments like shakers, scrapers, drums, triangles, bells, and start using those, pass them out to your students, put on some rhythmic music, uh, and, and let the children explore rhythm and music and sound. Uh, you know, seek out music for your classroom that's engaging. So you wanna make sure that, that whatever, you're, whatever music you're using uh, is something where there's an interactive element so the children have a chance to interact with the music and move their bodies and then get in there and do it with your students. You know, this isn't a time for you to, to do other things that are very important in your classroom, really think of this as your special magical time that you do every day for 30 minutes. And for this 30 minutes, you know, nothing else is going on. There's no other distractions. You're hundred percent engaged with your students and just watch what happens. You know, take a month or two of, of doing this every day and see how uh, the, the, uh, the positive, wonderful effects that, and, and how the parents will be coming to you and saying, oh my gosh, my child is singing in the bathtub and all these wonderful songs. And, uh, you know, something that, that just brings people together and let's do it. Perfect. Well, I hope you will come back and join us again because you're full of great ideas. And I know this 10-minute podcast is not everything that you want to talk about. So I hope you'll come back. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Yes, I've got lots more to talk about. That sounds great. Okay. Thank you, Nick, so much. See you soon. All right. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.